Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. It's the start of your sporting weekend. This is Sports Talk. Good evening and welcome to our weekly look at what's been happening in local sport with me Jason Harrison and Tim Morris and it's been a busy few days especially at Mansfield Town where transfer deadline day was a bit more hectic than usual Nicky Hunt left James Baxendale became a fully fledged stag and Swansea fullback Daniel Alfay joined on loan For me to be playing in the league and, and also to be at a club that could easily be challenging to, for promotion is, is, is great for myself personally We'll hear more from Alfay and from Baxendale later There's also a look at this week's Nottinghamshire Sports Awards which were once again great for our area and we see what's happening with local rugby league side Sherwood Wolf Hunt as the season begins nationally with the Super League and we also get the latest from the non-league football scene and what's going on in ice hockey with the Nottingham Panthers and Sheffield Steelers all that plus the usual features including Morris's Minute Moan the Sports Talk Predictor and the Mansell Town Weekly Draw means this show is so packed it should go on holiday it's Sports Talk we're here until 7 on the home of local sports Mansell 103.2 Talk on this Friday evening, then it is 5.32. Very good evening. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a great week. It certainly has been a busy one, hasn't it, Tim Morris? Most definitely. As every week is, of course. <laughs> this one's been in- sport, yeah. incredibly busy, though, especially with transfer deadline day and right. everything that went along in Mansfield and things like that. Certainly busy for the Stags for once. You know, mm. you don't, doesn't, nothing normally happens on the uh, transfer <laughs> deadline day at uh, One Call Stadium, but you know, three once, pieces three, of business. That's right, incredible. Of course, enforced, I suppose the club would say, on mm. them by the surprise departure of Nicky Hunt. Mm which we'll wait to see the uh, legacy of that for me because I think it'd be a big loss for the Stags. Well, we'll wait and see, won't we? But we'll have to wait and see what Daniel Alfay is like, yeah. who is his replacement, although he may not play. He may not even be, I mean, Collins might play it right back because he had a great game last Saturday. Well, that's very true, yeah. It'd be very harsh on him once again, wouldn't it, to be out, <laughs> out of the team through yeah. no fault of his own. But if you bring in a specialist right back, sure, surely you've got to play him. Yeah. Dave Rose is also with us in the studio temporarily this evening. Good Indeed. evening, Dave. Good evening, Dave. Our ice hockey correspondent you're hearing every week at 5.45 or a little bit earlier if we're still waiting for Stags boss Adam Murray which has been <laughs> quite often recently Very we'll talk ice hockey shortly as well but it's Indeed. been a good week hasn't it yeah it's been uh, we, we've had transfers as well we've lost players in Sheffield so <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out more about that very very shortly but it has been I keep saying the word busy it has been busy as well today <laughs> uh, let's been find out what's going on uh, with today's sports headlines We start with Mansfield Town, where midfielder Chris Clements missed out on the League Two Player of the Month award for January. Northampton winger Ricky Holmes took the accolade for his two assists and two goals after coming back from injury. Meanwhile, Forest boss Dougie Friedman was beaten to the Championship Manager of the Month trophy by Hull's Steve Bruce. Stags boss Adam Murray's been mulling over who to replace top scorer Matt Green with for tomorrow's home clash with Morecambe. The striker sits out the game following his sending off at Crawley last weekend. Murray has the likes of Craig Westcar and Adi Yusuf at his disposal, but he may spring a surprise on us all. We've got options. I think it's about putting things in place that's going to affect the game. Whether it's um, somebody playing a beardo, whether it's two centre-forwards up there, whether it's three up there to try and occupy them. There's a lot of thinking to do over the, the next few days and Craig's one that's in the hat. We've obviously got Addy. We, we feel that there's a couple of others that we can put up there that might give us something a little bit different. In non-league, Clipston boss Jazz Colliver says Ollie Ryan can have a major impact up front for the NCL Premier Division side this season. The 30-year-old came up 
up through the ranks at Lincoln City as a youngster before a non-league career which included spells at Hucknall and more recently Staveley. Colliver was asked after his side's two-all draw at Staveley on Wednesday about Ryan's role with the Cobras. Oh, he's a good player. Just been talking there about how much he's developed over the years. He's a completely different player to what he was when he was younger. He was were, he were much slimmer, he was quicker and he's had to change his game. Uh, obviously, his physique and his presence up there is, is, uh, is much needed for us. Athletics World Governing Body, the IAAF, says it's investigating a letter alleging historical state-backed doping in China. Reports in the country say it was written by Chinese Olympic gold medalist Wang Yongxia in 1995. The previously unseen letter claims athletes were forced to take drugs. The IAAF says it's trying to establish if it's genuine. And in motorsport, Mansfield sidecar brothers Ben and Tom Burchill are continuing their bid to get the whole town behind their attempts this year to win the Isle of Man TT and the World Championships. They've set up Team Mansfield with experienced manager Kevin Newton and he says they're well on the way to reaching their goals. Started with a clean sheet of paper when I met Ben and Tom. We've got good funding. I brought my experience from commercial side of working in motorsport. Everything's basically we're trying to source in Mansfield but uh, with the boys manufacturing in Mansfield as well it's such an exciting project. I've never been so excited and we're already doing uh, 14 hours a day now. Uh, believe it or not we've been like this since Christmas. And that's your Mansfield 103.2 Sports Update. Tony Delahunty's back with your local news at the top of the hour. So let's talk Tim just briefly about some of those stories that today they're going in there. First of all the Player of the Month award it didn't go to Chris Clements it went to Ricky Holmes of Northampton. Yeah strange one isn't it yeah Chris Clement scores two absolutely tremendous free kicks and an equally important but scruffy goal as yeah. well which in effect got the Stags a win how can that not be you know for the player <laughs> of the month material I know Northampton are one of the fashionable clubs in quotes at the moment because mm. they're near the top of the table and they've had the worries off the field if you like and on the field they've turned it around so perhaps that's why but for well, me Chris Clements deserved it yeah it was interesting for all three divisions the same club won the player of the month and the manager yeah. of the month which is something unprecedented really isn't that's it right. of the, of the judges does it show a lack of vision really lack of imagination was it an easy easy pick for the mm. judges whoever they are I know I mean I know they're ex-pros etc so it's yeah. it's, a, it's a strange one and, and Dougie Freeman missed out on the manager of the month yeah. for Forest in Championship and Steve again, Bruce won that one and you can't argue with Steve Bruce for, it for the results but with the money they've got Hull having come down from the Premier League and still you know got an awful lot more money than Forrest Forrest yeah. had a really bad start to the season so he, he deserves it more than anybody the way he's turned it around they never really take that into account though do they the, the size of the club or anything no, like that the, the money side as I said that for yeah. me is, is the biggest issue with, with somebody like Hull any club that's been in the Premier League in recent years mm. has got so much more money than anybody else it, it isn't a fair and a level playing field no. elsewhere uh, probably uh, doping claims in China surely, surely not <laughs> and it's always been a cloud of suspicion hasn't there yeah and, and why is this letter suddenly materialised now well is it because of all the other issues in athletics yeah. is it finally a case of the whistleblowers are finally coming out now they feel it's more safe if you like to come forward with these allegations had he done so at the time it would have been swept under the carpet no doubt in in the 90s we'd never have heard from him again he'd, mm. he'd have gone missing and that would have been the end of it does anything ever surprise you in any sport these mm. days? And the only the real sad thing is, of course, when you see world records set in whatever sport, the immediate thought is, well, he or she or they have they been on drugs? Well, it always wonders now the fact there are so many world records out there that haven't been broken since the mid nineties. Yeah. So you start to wonder, don't you, if they've not been oh, broken in twenty years? Exactly, clearly. Well, 
what was going on. And the Birchalls getting ready for the new season as yeah. well. Team Mansfield, we've talked about it in the past. And right. as you heard there from Kevin Newton, it, they're really now pushing forward it's, and they want everybody yeah. to get behind them. And the thing is, they've been set up nice, haven't they, by the fact they've got the, the sports governing body behind them. They were invited to come back. They were mm. invited to take part in this and lead it. And that's the biggest thing for me. And as Kevin Newton said there, they've got the funding in place. It's only going to be a win-win, isn't it? And, you know, in a year's time, I can see the Birchalls winning one or two local sports awards. Excellent. Excellent. Hope, so they do, hope they do as well, and uh, we'll keep you right up to date with what they do throughout the year here on Mansfield 103.2. Uh, but let's talk ice hockey, shall we? We have uh, ice hockey correspondent Dave Rose with us in the studio this uh, evening. And, and Dave, let's talk a little bit about the Panthers uh, and the Steelers. The Panthers, first of all, uh, a bit of a whooping at home to Cardiff Devils, the leaders. I mean, it's not very often, is it, you, you have a home side that don't even score a goal, and they lost 3-0 in the Elite League against Cardiff Devils. It's a rare occurrence now in in ice hockey to not actually score but if you looked at the tally of shots Panthers were certainly outshot the Cardiff mm. Devils and, and, and very early on, yeah very early on mm. you know there were some tips in front of, of bounds and they just didn't go in and within seconds Cardiff gone down the other end and put put it in the net yeah, the other night, they, 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 they um, sort of um, fought back well, though, didn't they, uh, the Panthers? Because they went to, to Belfast on the Sunday and, and got a, a penalties win. Uh, so that would have been some sort of you know, salvation in the end. Yeah, it's a bit of a consolation. And also, it's a very good point to win in Belfast. That's mm. a difficult trip. They've got a good team. A lot of ex-Panthers players out there, of course, playing for Belfast. But Belfast are the team that are ch chasing the Panthers this year. They're just below them. Mm. So to get that extra point just gives them a bit more of a breathing space. What about the Steelers? Awful weekend for them against Coventry Blaze. A, a, what was it? A, a shootout defeat at home on the Saturday. And then they were, well, they were comfortably beaten 5-1 away on the on a Sunday. Nobody saw that coming. Do you know, in this league, anybody can beat anybody. And we've heard the guys when they come in and, and say that. That, mm. that can happen. But there are teams that seem to be bogey teams. <laughs> I mean, it's like the Panthers, Brayhead type thing. The Coventry, they just seem to be getting it together. Mm. As they did last year. They went on last year to win the playoffs. And they're just starting to get those points going. You know, they're starting to win games, Coventry. Maybe it wasn't such a surprise. No, but in the end, in midweek, uh, Paul, uh, Paul, I mean, Paul Thompson will be just delighted, won't he, that they, they sort of fought back and got an overtime win in, in Belfast. So Belfast will probably think, crikey, we've, we've lost two really tight games here to the Panthers and the Steelers in quick succession, but both the Panthers and Steelers both needed it, didn't they? Yeah, both teams needed those wins. Um, more so Sheffield, mm. I believe. You know, if they really still have got their eyes on winning the championship, they wanted those points. And they went there with masses of injuries. And there were players out there, you know, that shouldn't even been playing. No. They've come back two weeks early. Pinch has come back, be, you know, between the pipes. He shouldn't have been back. Fitzy, he shouldn't have been out there either. No. You know, they're not like Premier League players. They don't go out, you know, they don't fall over. They go out there with broken wrists, broken <laughs> nose. You know, honestly, you've got to meet these guys to believe them. Yeah, indeed. Uh, that means all, with all that that's gone on this week, the Elite League table, Sheffield Steelers second, five points off at uh, the top of the game in hand. Panthers at fourth, ten points off top uh, with three games in hand. The Panthers' uh, message this week has been, we still believe we can win the league title, but ten points behind Cardiff, even though we've got three games in hand at this stage of the season, that's got to be too big, isn't it? It's just going to be very difficult. 
you know, but they've got to be positive. They've got to remain vo- focused. As I said to you earlier on, both teams are going to want each other to win this weekend. You know, the Panthers are going to want Sheffield to win uh, and vice versa. Sheffield are going to want Panthers to win. They mm. want them to beat Brayhead. Yeah. But, yes, I agree with you there. This weekend's good. It's not very often we agree, but we do agree. Uh, Saturday, it is Nottingham Panthers against Brayhead Clan, Sheffield Steelers at home to Belfast Giants. Sunday, Coventry Blaze against uh, Sheffield Steelers and Sunday Stars against uh, the Nottingham Panthers. Uh, the one piece of news this week, Sheffield Steelers forward Ryan Hayes leaving uh, by, in quotes, as we know very often in football, by mutual <laughs> consent, whatever that means. Yeah, I mean, I think he left Edinburgh and uh, sort of... By mutual d- consent. By mutual consent. <laughs> he's only played seven games for Sheffield. OK, he scored a couple and a couple of assists. But it's quite a strange one, really, to go quite so early. Yeah. Uh, he likes mutual consenting to leave, doesn't he? Evidently. And there's been a lot of talk, hasn't it? There's always speculation as to whether it was mutual consent or whether he's been pushed by Sheffield or whether he's decided to go himself. And what well, the answer is, we'll, we'll never really know, will we? No. Ice hockey's slightly different. You know, you've got contracts, but mm. they can be terminated within a couple of weeks. Yeah, we see players moving left, right and centre all the time, don't we? Uh, also, what's happening uh, next week, uh, Great Britain are in action uh, because it is Olympic year, isn't it? So they're, they're, Olympic, they're yeah. on the long run here to try and get a medal for the first time in how many years? Well, would you believe 80 years ago, we actually won the gold medal? <laughs> <laughs> My word. It is. Things it have is. changed. Things have changed, but they've got quite a good group. You know, it's, it's the early knockout stages. They did yeah. really well last year. And just that one game away from actually being in the Olympics. But, yeah, it all starts in, uh, next weekend. Not this Saturday, the week after. Mm. Uh, they play the Netherlands. They play Italy and also Serbia. Yeah, and there's quite a few Panthers players involved in the squad. And just one Sheffield Steeler, isn't there? Um, uh, there would have been two. Uh, mm. O'Dowd, who of course, unfortunately, is out with an injury. You've got Ben O'Connor. I, you've actually got Jonathan Phillips as well ah. from the Sheffield Steelers. Yeah. Um, from Panthers, you've got Stevie Lee, you've got Lakovic, you've got David Clark, you've got uh, ooh, Swindlehurst as well. So, yeah, there's this. your memory there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just trying to remember all these names off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it, it, yeah, we've got a good representation from the region. Let's hope they do well in that as well, Great Britain, because we want to see them at the Olympics, don't we? That would be tremendous, wouldn't it? Can you imagine the, the public getting behind them like they've done with some of the other sports in recent years that haven't had so much success at the Olympics? God, well, when, but I can't, you know, it's 80 years ago, what has happened in between that time? Why haven't we, you know, maintained that? Hmm. Well, you saw what happened when the field hockey and uh, they that's do well, right, don't you? I always right, remember, yeah. don't you? Was it yeah. 88 when uh, they won gold? Did they win gold in 88? They that's did, right, didn't yeah, they? And, and, and everybody got behind uh, it, yeah. Barry Davis quote, you know, <laughs> about the Germans, but we don't care. Quite right, that's right. <laughs> so, Dave, do you think we've got a chance of qualifying? I think w- you've got two qualifying rounds. Yep. So, the first round, I think we could we should qualify we should beat Italy and we should beat the Netherlands Serbia I don't really know much about but we've beaten them in the past the next round it depends who we get I mean we, you know we could get someone like Korea Japan or it's, it's, it's very difficult yeah. to tell uh, and, and, and also there's more money in those air, in those countries going into ice hockey the Netherlands have come on leaps and bounds Italy have some big comp- you know big yeah. league as well people like David Ling have just come from that league so they've got some good players. It'll be very interesting. Yeah, It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I think you're right about the funding. That's a big issue now, isn't it? Because a lot of people complain. We did so well in cycling so many years ago now in the Olympics. They've taken the lion's share. 
of the money and people are saying that's not right. Mm, we'll wait and see how the Great Britain do with that and how the Panthers and the Steelers do uh, this weekend. We'll get uh, the Sheffield Steelers and Panthers boys in again for an, an ice hockey special I in think the, so. the weeks to come as well. It's been a while since we've had them in. We'll get them in. But Dave Rose for tonight, thanks very much for joining us live here on uh, Sports Talk and uh, we'll of course speak to you every week throughout the rest of the season. Oh, we will. We won't miss, <laughs> a, we won't miss one. <laughs> Quick break when we come back. We'll talk Rugby League. It was the start of the Super League last night. So we thought we'd have a look and see how Sherwood Wolf Hunt are getting ready for their brand new season. Still a couple of months away from that, uh, but, uh, well, they're already well into their preparations. And we'll talk Nottinghamshire Sports Awards as well. A great night for our area earlier on this week in those awards, and we'll talk about that next. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkley and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Let's turn our attention to Rugby League, shall we? Nationally, the season got underway last night with the opening game of this year's Super League. So we thought it would be an ideal chance to see what's happening in the close season for our local side, Sherwood Wolf Hunt. Uh, last year, there were playoff winners in a campaign that uh, pleasantly exceeded all expectations. Co-chair Richard Tempest Mitchell told me they can't wait for the start of the season at the end of April. Really, this season for us is more of a consolidation year. Try not to push it too much. Try not to uh, show off too much. Hopefully, we can compete again. The league format has ever so slightly changed in, in that basically we've split the Midlands League into North and South with some playoffs between the North and South at the back end of the season. So most of our fixtures will be reasonably local. Mm. And the furthest is Boston. I think we start off away at Buxton as well, which is a very big game for us. But yeah, consolidation year. And mm. hopefully things will go well. So what sort of things have you been doing to make sure that you are consolidating? Uh, well, a lot really. Um, training started already, started just after Christmas. Uh, I'm getting pretty good numbers, bearing in mind a lot of the lads are still playing rugby union, so they're training once or twice a week. I'm playing on a Saturday. Mm. Uh, so we're training at Garibaldi on a Monday night and getting some good numbers in. We've got a, now a coaching team of approximately uh, 10 coaches, most of them qualified. We've got a, a fully qualified fitness coach in who's doing, obviously going to be doing the fitness work and conditioning work before leading up to the season that started already. Hopefully we will have, because we've got the numbers in coaches, we, we, we'll have a, a dedicated coaching team for the second team as well as the first team. Uh, so that should go well and we're hoping to play six to eight games in, in in the Merit League for the development team to, to give more people who want to go up rugby league who perhaps have never played before or not played much played four games last year hopefully we'll play six to eight games for the second team and then in addition we've got uh, two coaches two qualified coaches who are both dads uh, who are going to be running uh, an under-13s team in a, in a revamped Midlands League. Uh, the mainly development days, both locally and sort of regionally, with a game hopefully every, every month or every three weeks or so. Uh, and that seems to be coming together really well as, as, as the summer moves on, obviously. Uh, we'll know better with numbers, but we seem to be getting enough numbers to run a full under-13 squad in that Midlands League. So, yeah, it's, it's all coming together slowly but surely. We'll obviously know more nearer the season, but it, so far all the signs are looking... Uh, looking very good to say it's, it's a start of only our third season yeah it is the, the Super League it has begun and that brings Rugby League back into the, the public consciousness again and it's an interesting one isn't it because the, the Leeds Rhinos who you have got a, a link with uh, they lost three of their main players last year all of them retiring but they are still the favourites do, do you see that that's probably right at the moment or do you think there'll, there'll be a big challenge this year yeah I think there's always a challenge every other year really from, from different Super League clubs and talents Wigan uh, Field are up for a big push this year. Uh, they're not happy with the way that they're not quite competing at the very, very top level. I think uh, Leeds will have their work cut out. To a certain extent, 
it probably is a consolidation for them losing uh, JP uh, Kevin Sinfield and Kali Lulawai but they've, they've made some good signings I was talking to Gary Etherington the other day and he's uh, got a lot going on with the floods and all sorts in Leeds but yeah they're, they're quite looking forward to the season and, and see what comes with the changes at the had and a few new players and uh, moving on again and, and finally uh, if people want to know more about Sherd Wolfhunt it's a case of uh, you've got a Facebook page and things like that for people to find out more We've got a we've got a full website page uh, on the pitch hero. Most of up to date information goes on Facebook as well. That's how most people seem to follow us. Uh, I, I run the Twitter account. Uh, we'll be putting some stuff out there once the fixtures are confirmed. We've got draft fixtures at the moment. They might change ever so slightly, but basically we'll start on the 30th of April. Everything that people need to know will be on there. Training is Monday night, seven o'clock indoors at Garibaldi for the next four weeks or so then we'll be moving outdoors as we get light nights everybody's invited if you if you think you can play rugby uh, get yourself down have some fun we've got some fantastic lads uh, they seem to have a good as good a time off the pitch as, as they do they're all going out and having a few meals together and a few drinks already uh, and that's kind of what it's all about for us really making it fun get playing rugby uh, and have a good time Richard Tempest Mitchell, co-chair of Sheward Wolf Hunt, and you can't underestimate just how good a season they had last season, no, can you? Amazing, wasn't it? To finish so strongly as well in the playoffs and host the finals. Well, it's not just mm. on the, on the pitch they've had success; it's off the pitch as well, and the way they conduct themselves, as I said before in the program, the way they looked after the injured player, the way they got the community behind them, the way they progressed, like moving grounds because they had to do obviously to try and move up the leagues. Amazing job they've done in such a short short space of time. Yeah, and uh, in the interview we did a. I did a long interview with Richard but he was quick to stress Debdale Lane and the sporting complex yep. is building there and so they were fantastic last season with them and this season it's like that sporting complex is expanding even more this That's time right. round. It's, it's a place to be at the moment there's no doubt about it for people who've never been down there go and take a look it mm. really is developing at a pace and when you think the, year, the season before where they were playing at the uh, Old Lord's Ground I think it was in Mansur Woodhouse yeah. at the end of the day it was little more than a park pitch shall we say with you know no disrespect intended whatsoever but it's not somewhere for where Mark, sorry, Marksman, where the Marksman used to be, and now yeah. where Wolf want to be, they needed to move on. They found it at the home. I'm glad they didn't go and share with a football club or somebody else too high up, if you like. So I think that's where Marksman went wrong all those yeah. years ago. You've got to move, move under your own steam, not tag along on the back of somebody else, I think, when you're in a completely different sport. And they're doing that at a pace now, yeah. And as you heard, they're training uh, every yeah. week at Gary Boldy <laughs> and get yourself sorted too. Oh, yeah, what, what position can I play in rugby league? I don't know, to be honest. Carry the oranges, do they yeah, that, do that's, probably, that's probably the, the best thing for me, yeah. <laughs> yeah probably, it's interesting yeah. what you were saying about getting the younger people involved, the younger lads involved mm. as well, like the Rugby Union Club do so successfully in Mansfield, so that's great as well. Indeed. Right, let's move on, shall we? Uh, Nottinghamshire Sports Awards uh, this week, a great night for our area. Uh, we'll look at the local winners in full shortly, but Hucknall gymnast Ellie Downey was one of them, picking up the Junior Sports Person of the Year Award for the third year running. James Brandon caught up with her and fellow gymnast sister Becky. Three in a row now, must be getting quite regular. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely nice to have won this again for the third time in a row, so um, it's really nice to know that people in Nottingham are getting behind us and uh, noticing our achievements. And of course, uh, BBC Sports Personality were there as well and these award shows are getting regular as well <laughs> yeah definitely we have um, been to a few more awards um, for over the past couple of years but um, and that's just kind of recognizing our achievements and people are getting to know British gymnastics a lot more and yeah it's just keeps on improving well that's it isn't it Becky getting to know gymnastics and that can only come about 
the success that you keep bringing? Yeah, I think the sport as a whole is just really starting to take off in the UK and it's really exciting to kind of see and kind of to me coming towards my end of career now, like leading that next generation through and hopefully we can just continue to get more and more results and build the progress on the sport. Obviously you've been asked this a hundred times, but Rio, you know if you're going to be in the team, I'm sure both of you will, if, if not one of you. Touch wood. <laughs> but of course, looking forward to that and, and, and training hard as, as usual, surely. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hype obviously around in the Olympics and you can feel it, it's all starting to build and so many, so much talk is kind of Rio, 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 but for us, it, nothing has changed in terms of our preparation and we kind of treat it like any other competition. We don't want to train extra hard or not enough just because it's an Olympic, so we're kind of just working hard in the gym and we've got plenty of competitions to keep us busy along the way, lots of trials and it'll be, as Ellie said earlier, like July time that we'll find out, so um, I mean, at the moment we're in a pretty nice place, but gymnastics is also one of those sports where anything can happen, so we're just taking it day by day and enjoying the journey. Finally then Ellie, is it easier for you growing up with your older sister there, already already done quite a lot in the sport, is it easier for you to, to really listen to her and learn from her as well? Uh, yeah, it's definitely been good to learn from Bex, I mean um, we've had pretty much the same coaches our way through our career, so things that they've got wrong with her they've tried to get right with me and, um, and so yeah um, it's been really good to watch her grow up through the sport there was Ellie and Becky Downey speaking to Man on 3.2's James Brandon and uh, Ellie winning Junior Sports Person of the Year. Uh, it's it's like the uh, it seems like it's the Hind brothers all over yeah. again, isn't it? You have got the, the older the two, sibling who right, did brilliantly, yeah. and now you've got a younger one who's doing, coming through and could be even and better. Doing, doing better, which is <laughs> amazing. amazing, isn't yeah. it? And it just shows you the legacy, probably from us hosting the Olympics. You know, a few years ago, there's so much more interest in what you could call in quotes, and I do mean this in quotes, minority mm. sports. Sports don't get the national media coverage. It's fantastic yeah. to see you. Yeah, and uh, we also mentioned uh, the Hines. That Ollie Hine got yeah. disabled sports person of the year for a third year yeah. running. Like uh, Ellie got the I, junior sports quite person. right as well. He had a fantastic 2015, didn't he, at the World mm. Championships, and not only winning two golds and a bronze, but more importantly, I think to him, we're talking about brother and sibling rivalry, beating his brother's <laughs> world record that had stood since I think the Olympics in 2008 or Paralympics in 2008. Yeah, it's amazing these uh, little dynasties that are growing yeah. up in, in our area. It's and great. It's, to it's see. such a nice lad as well for people who didn't, didn't see it in the news last week as well he, he takes spends a lot of time with people suffering with the same conditions yep. as himself he was with a young girl from Southall last weekend you know who can't walk and she sees him as his hit, her hero if mm. you like and he took time out and spent the day with them swimming and it's something she's going to remember for a long time other winners team of the year Mansford Harriers Masters team we had Pat Carlin yep. in here and uh, he was taking them to a, a meet that's right, wasn't he that's, the right, to Dublin, he that's right yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's very much the uh, man in charge of them. And they're, they're another one who had a fantastic year, didn't they? And he ended up with uh, a national title, national honour, having got uh, a couple of regional ones before that. Mm. Just shows you, you're never too old to take part in sport. Yeah, Nottingham Rugby in the community also won uh, yeah. an award as well for the, the work they do in the community. And there was also a, a volunteer that won locally. Uh, uh, Ashford Rugby Club, Joe Dawson, I think it mm. was, yeah. And when we talk about Nottingham Rugby Club in the community as well, of course, that's down, a lot of that down to Malk Hall... Uh, Mansell businessman, yeah. Indeed. So, great. Uh, they just show, It's always great for the north of the county in these yep. Nottinghamshire Sports Awards to do well because sometimes you do feel like you, you're right. forgotten it, up here. Most definitely. Is it all Nottingham winners or people south of Nottingham, you know, mm. in the uh, Rushcliffe area, shall we say, in the Binghams of this world? So, it is, it is great that we're not forgotten. Yeah. Indeed. Right, when we come back after the news uh, with Tony Delahunty, we'll talk non-league football and then we'll talk Mansfield Town as well. Busy week at the Stags and we'll have all that next. 
Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Don't forget uh, later on, we've got the weekly uh, prize draw from Mansfield Town, sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre. Tim Morris has had one of his prizes yep. this week. Uh, a nice meal at the Lakeside in Pleasley last Sunday. Yeah, uh, well, you know, very we'll, nice. We'll get a review <laughs> later on. We'll get a, a chef's yep. review uh, very shortly. We'll have this week's winners as well. We've also got uh, your minute moan that's coming up. Yeah, about footballers, Premier League footballers. Oh, God, here we go. Slightly different one, though. Uh, sports or predictor as well. Yeah. Bit, bit of a better week for you and Trevor this week. A better week? One of my best weeks, which doesn't say a lot, I, I know. Yeah. Well, you got naught for the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get naught this week, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And did better than me, but we'll find out more about that shortly. And we'll also talk Mansell Town very, very soon. But let's focus on non-league, shall we, uh, for this part of the show. And start with Clipston. Uh, they travelled to Staveley in midweek in the NCL Premier Division and were denied all three points by a last gasp equaliser in a two-all draw. Uh, boss Jess Colliver spoke to Mansell 103.2's Jim McIntosh after the game. Obviously devastated with the result and the end of the game but I think overall uh, we dominated the game uh, dominated certainly the second half the periods of the first half we were under a bit of pressure the game was wide open we, we got back into it half time and uh, I thought that there were only one team going to look like winning the game in the second half um, chances have gone begging tonight and uh, we, we've sort of um, I think we've suffered a little bit because we didn't put the ball in the other, other end if we go on and make it 3 or 4-1 with the chances we created it could have been a different story and that, that, that goal at the end wouldn't really they mattered but it's a it's a point on the road against a good Stavely outfit um, and, and we'll go against Saturday at Retford yeah so the story of the game it was one all at half time um, Clipston dominated the certainly the first half of the second half shall we say uh, but couldn't quite get that third goal could they no but I think if you keep plugging away and creating chances we did uh, the interplay in the final third were much better than the second half the first half I think we tried to force thing and, and it was a bit, bit tense uh, in the final third so we had a conversation about relaxing and being positive and trying to set up your mate uh, to, to score as a goal and it didn't, don't matter who scores them uh, and I think that's where the second goal came from by Alde Ryan getting hold of it in the box um, he, he secured the ball laid it back to Jamal who, who, who um, coldly finished with his left foot so w- w- I think if you create chances you, you're going to score goals and, and I think tonight it's come back to biters on the back side because uh, we didn't score that third goal um, however it's like I say, it's, it's a point away from home against a good Stavely team. Clipston manager Jazz Colliver there speaking after the two-all draw. We'll talk with Tim Morris a little bit about that shortly. But let's hear as well from Rainworth Miners Welfare's boss, uh, Julian Watts. So their game at Barton Town Old Boys on Tuesday was called off. So it gave an opportunity for Manchester 3.2's Gordon Foster to sit down with him. And boss Julian Watts told him that after Saturday's 4-1 loss at Addersley and a run of three games without a win, the time off gives the Wrens an opportunity to regroup. Last couple of games haven't been great. I think we need to get together as a group, work on a few bits and bobs that I'm sort of not happy with right now and and also uh, looking to bring one or two fresh faces in. So it's a, it's a nice time that if we can just do that uh, and then we can look forward to a nice home game uh, on Saturday on, on a decent pitch for a change. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, the pitch at Addersley uh, on uh, Saturday was a, a stinker even before the bad weather. Yeah, it was. You know, we still managed to play good football on it, but I mean, people were slipping over and ch- chances we created out of nothing, and it was just because people couldn't get the footing on the pitch. I don't think any of the 26 players that eventually took part could actually strike the ball properly. And, you know, for me, I think it doesn't reflect on the league that well. And, I, you know, it, it was disappointing for me to go there and having to play on that. 
a, a record on, shall, shall we say, rubbish pitches has not been good, has it? It's not, and you know, listen, I will always, always try and play football, whatever the service. I've been on bad services and played football and won games, and you know, obviously this year it's, it's stuck out a little bit that you know, Pontefract, uh, you know, we didn't come away with anything and we looked we look second best. and and I suppose toward the end of the game on um, on Saturday, but I do think the, the penalty decision obviously was a big thing, but still, you know, we concede four goals and, and Luke's 4-1, but, you know, we've also lost on good pitches. We lost at home to Pontefract and we, we lost at home to Albion last week. So it's not always that. I just think it's it's the way that we're actually playing with the ball and it's where they're making those right decisions and at the right times and there's a time when we should be passing the ball and there's a time when we shouldn't and that doesn't so much matter on the pitch it's sort of the what the state of the game is and what kind of opposition we're facing Good luck to Julian Watts Rainworth and Clipston in their uh, games tomorrow you just feel at this moment Tim that they're both sort of struggling to find a little bit of form at the moment really get going yeah, yeah. I know Julian was very unhappy last Saturday wasn't he with mm. the consistency not of the players but with the refereeing decisions because mm. there were two penalties in the match Rainworth have a man sent off an almost identical situation when they win a penalty the opponents don't have a man sent off. Yeah. I know that left him fuming, and I know from my discussions in here with him there when he came in the studio a few months ago, you know, he, he's not a man to cross. He can get angry and he, <laughs> he stands his corner. Yeah, and he, he's right because that's all you want as players and as managers, you know, referees to be consistent, even if you don't agree with the decisions, mm. apply the same logic, the same rules each time, and they didn't on that occasion. What about Clipston? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the last three games they've conceded a goal in the last Very five minutes on, or yeah. so, and you know that's at three two three two two. two to, so a point when they could have really got well, what really. was it five points yeah, out of it the manager yeah you know, and in the, the previous two games they came back from two down to get to two two and mm. the manager just must, must be thinking fantastic you know I've given a good half time team talk here <laughs> they've really responded well yeah. I mean it all goes pear shaped in the last minute but that's what happens when you're in a bad run you know as you know I follow Everton a bit number of times they've conceded late goals. Mm since Christmas and they finally ride the bit of luck in midweek when they might have conceded a, a latish equaliser didn't and you go on and win comfortably and it's little things like that you, you know you suddenly turn the corner think back to the, la- la- the Stags last home win against Stevenage yeah. you know, they hit the post early on if that had gone in you know, it would have been another early goal conceded and who knows what might have happened on that occasion Yes, uh, Division 1 and it's a case of AFC Mansfield again a little bitting and bobbing at the moment yeah. still second in the table still in the Plenty automatic time playoffs to put it right and yeah. put a run automatic together you know, we, we, we are only in the beginning of February still but you know, with the expectancy there they really want to be going starting that run now and put any inconsistency mm. behind them because they're a very ambitious club and they want to go up. Yeah, they're still second, but the the leaders have gone have really stretched away because yeah, they they can't win to catch them. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But Tevisal, uh, they're unbeaten in a handful of games. Great run for yeah. them. And Shybrook, Shybrook unbeaten flying, in two months they, yeah. at the moment, aren't they? Which it's is amazing. You know, we were talking about them earlier in the season. They were the one local club early in the season it wasn't really putting results together mm. you know and one or two mutterings and people wondering what's going to happen but I always remember the lads when they came in on the show was saying it's a good football club it's well run people are really passionate about football and they'll put it right and they were right they have done indeed uh, the games tomorrow plenty going on uh, around uh, the non-league scene Alfred to the wet was to City National League North Park Gates uh, uh, Rainworth's ground so it's Rainworth against Park Gates uh, Clipston away at Retford home games tomorrow AFC Mansfield against Yorkshire Amateur and Shybrook Town at home to Winterton whilst Tevis 
Sugar to Hallam and in the East Midlands Counties League it's South Normanton at home to Ashby Ivanhoe Central Midlands League games tomorrow by the way uh, weather permitting I was going to say we- yeah. <laughs> weather permitting and all the heavy rain Glatwell against Askin Ollerton against Thorn Colliery Welbeck Welfare against Retford in the Southern Division Hucknall away at Blidworth Welfare Clay Cross against Holbrook Hucknall Rolls Leisure against Bullwell Selston against Mickelover RBL Shewer Colliery against Matlock Town Reserves Southall Southwell I always get stuck between <laughs> Southall and Southall Southall City yeah. versus Limby Colliery and Swanwick Pentridge Road against Pinkston and word for the Mansell Town youth side as well they're away at York City uh, tomorrow morning in the Football League Youth Alliance beat the uh, the uh, league leaders yeah. didn't they at the weekend terrific result Scunthorpe, wasn't it, was it, yeah. it yeah. was yeah terrific result and I know Steve Hymas was very quick to come onto social media and let everybody know and uh, big them up and quite rightly so indeed let's hope they get three points uh, tomorrow you can follow all that here on Mansfield 103.2 and all our local non-league sides when we come back we'll start talking the Stags and look back at what's been a busy week on the pitch and off the pitch for Mansfield Town Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Talk here at Mantua 103.2, me, Jason Harrison and Tim Morris in the studio. That music means we're on to the Stags part of the show. We're on the ball. <laughs> at the evening with, with Adam Murray, the Stags manager at the, on Monday yeah. night, which apparently was, a, was an excellent night, uh, he was asked a bit about on the ball and it sounds like he's not coming back, he doesn't want it back. So, but we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep... <laughs> You know, perhaps one day you'll see the light. Come, <laughs> and it will look on, boss. A bit like going to up front. Yeah. Eventually, it <laughs> will happen. Yeah, and you'll they'll walk out on the ball yeah. at a home game perhaps soon. you can get Alan, who's on the PA there, to slip it in unbeknown. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then if we win that game, it'll have to say. I wonder if he's... I wonder if he's... Uh, we can bribe Alan. Yeah. I'm sure we can. Free ticket to the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would definitely go down well with him. Definitely. Uh, right, let's uh, talk Mansell Town then, shall we? Three points uh, were taken by the Stags from the, uh, the game they had this week. It was a, a stunning fight back earned the win at Morecambe well no, hold on a minute what's this say here no, about three points were taken by Mansell Town from their two games this week a stunning fight back earned the win at Morecambe on Tuesday the perfect tonic after Saturday's point have we gone back a week have we gone back a week right that's win, it win that TARDIS that's again gone, that piece of paper has gone that's terrible because of course last week oh it's going well so far isn't it? Uh, it last week of course the Stags did very well against Crawley away from home that was the week that was this is definitely the week that was for the Stags Crawley sent the ball forward through the Mansfield middle, picked up by Edwards, 22 from goal, looks to shoot, well wide though, now at the other end, Green has got the better of his man, he's clean through on goal here, and he's sent it wide with the aid of a save by Preston, his trailing legs there, caught that shot by Matt Green, who got the better of his defender, Crawley have it, edge of the box now, Edwards will shoot at the near post, saved by Scott Shearer routinely, player through the middle, long ball, Green's got behind the defence here, Green for Mansfield will shoot wide, and he has his head in his hands Mansfield again mounting an attack and the shooting chance is blasted towards goal and Matty Blair with the attempt saved by the goalkeeper Preston and then he smothered the ball as it ran loose half time here Crawley nil Mansfield town nil Blair attempts to get across it and it's blocked and behind for another corner to the stacks and it comes towards the penalty mark Beardsley rises tipped onto the top of the net by the goalkeeper there Preston corner taken by Benning whipped in headed into the net and Mansfield Town have scored and this time Chris Beardsley's header there a glancing one into the back of the net and 
with an hour played. Mansfield Town have the lead in West Sussex. Baxendale will shoot. Oh, he's denied by the one-handed Preston who was backtracking. That's a lovely floating effort by Baxendale. Walton with the corner. Not a bad one. And it goes over. And the header there from Bradley. And from eight yards, he has failed to hit the target. Crawley sent towards the far side of the box. Brought down first by Mansfield and Matt Green. He gets the final touch. And then as Crawley prepared to take a throw, Matt Green could be in trouble here. He's off. He's received a second yellow card for delaying the race start of play. Matt Green given his marching orders. Smith takes the corner from the far side. This body's flying down in the penalty area. They can shoot Crawley. It's saved somehow. I think Shearer got something on it. Crawley sent it back in. Headed away by a diving Mitchell Rose. Crowd urging Morley to shoot. Blair's taking it off him. Blair breaking. He sees the goalkeeper ahead of him. Blair into the penalty area to finish it. Saved. Back out to Blair and it cannons off his foot and behind for a goal kick. End to end stuff here. Surely the five minutes have had an on time have elapsed. Ball from the left side. The referee does blow for ball time. Mansfield Town have beaten Crawley here by a goal to nil. The week that was for Mansfield Town this week, Crawley Town. <laughs> Not, yeah, not anybody else you wanted to mention beforehand, no. No, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> so, great win in the end, wasn't it? Oh, it was, it was tremendous. And as Adam Murray said after after the game, it was great to see them dig in in the last five minutes of, of extra time, injury time, whatever you want to call it. Because, you know, that's in the past, you know, that's when we have conceded mm. recently. But no, they held on despite being down to ten men. And to get two away wins on the chart, it's amazing. But they, you know, all season, the away form, the away performances haven't been the issue. You know, the, the acid test, if you like, is going to be tomorrow afternoon. Matt Green sent off no complaints Stupid. I don't you think in the end I, mean, I think he'll say yeah he, he, it was ridiculous he knew himself it's just an instinctive thing for anybody who hasn't played football they'll slate him but actually if you've played football at whatever level things happen instinctively you know I can mm. remember once in, in an intercompany five-a-side years ago <laughs> tripping somebody up you know not maliciously <laughs> but you just did it without thinking and you, you get sent vicious off. animal yeah you, you know you, sometimes you just react without thinking that's all mm. he did there you know he was trying to stop the throw stupid yes and no doubt it'll have been fined by the club perhaps and yes I suppose you could say he has let his teammates down but you know it's, as Adam Murray says it's given an opportunity tomorrow to try something different and that's going to be interesting to see we will wait and find out what that is I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued about this trip was it uh, just a little trip or did you just kick somebody up in the air uh, no, we just stuck my foot out as he ran past. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. <laughs> he went flying, you know. And it, oh, stupid thing to do. I, I deservedly got sent off. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you lose as a result? Yeah. Well, you see, yeah, you got that like burden on your shoulders. In the days of Linney's, when Linney's owned the Chad going back a bit, and when Mansfield Leisure Centre was uh, still there and wasn't Tesco. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So there we go. We're getting more and more uh, windows <laughs> into Tim Morris's murky <laughs> past. There's another one for the, the yeah. salacious book Don't that's coming through. out. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic away yeah. win, and, and now I say we're coming up to these two games that are coming up now. This uh, Morecambe, Morecambe uh, reverse game yeah. very quickly, and then Oxford away on Tuesday. Uh, you, you look at that. And you think at Oxford, it's going to be difficult to get something at Oxford, but I, I don't, I, the away I, form would suggest yeah, exactly. you could get there. I, I, I would suggest it's not. I think it's going to be more difficult because of all the psych- psychological things to get something against Morecambe tomorrow. Particularly having beaten Morecambe just a couple of weeks ago, they're going to be fired up. They're going to want want revenge. You know, particularly the way it happened with the late goals, and yeah. they weren't particularly happy about it. The conditions as well tomorrow are going to be horrendous if the weather forecast is proved. If you're right, yes. If that's the case, that's going to suit Morecambe. It's not going to suit the Stags and the way we like to play football. 
ball, mm. particularly with the uh, strong wind that's forecast as well. So actually, I think going to Oxford, where the pressure's off, where the expectancy is now on Oxford, particularly with, after the decent cup run they've had and, and cup performances, I, I, you know, I beg to differ, if you like. You know, yeah. I've got no problems with going to Oxford because of the away form all season. I think it's fair to say Oxford are going for it. Yeah. <laughs> they did it again transfer deadline day, didn't exactly, they? Exactly, yeah. But bringing saying, players that, in. That, that, that just creates pressure, though, because of the expectancy. Mm. and it's, you know, Obviously, they want to live up to it if they can. But if we go there and play as we have done, away from home all season, we could easily get a draw there. We'll wait and see. We've got exclusive commentary of that Tuesday night in a midweek sports special here on Mansfield 103.2. Even though I did have on my fixture list that it was a home game, <laughs> which completely bamboozled yeah. me this week, to be fair. Uh, but uh, it is an away game. We've got commentary of that. We've got um, unrivaled coverage of the uh, game tomorrow at home to Morecambe here on Saturday Sport from 1. Uh, we'll talk now about the uh, things that have been going on off the pitch uh, this week, uh, beginning uh, with the departure of Nicky Hunt to later night for an undisclosed fee. Uh, then on transfer deadline day, fullback Daniel Alfay came in as a replacement on loan from Swansea. He told Mark Stevenson it did not take him long for him to agree to join. Yeah, it was, it was an easy one for me. Um, you know, the the team's doing well, the club's doing well as a whole, and, you know, they're looking to, to further themselves, especially by being in the playoffs. I think, you know, now they're, now they're here, they want to they kick on and, and see how far they can take it. And for me to be playing, playing in the league and, and also to be at a club that, you know, could easily be challenging to, for promotion is, is is great for myself personally. What factors did you weigh up when deciding to make this move? Um, personal ones, you know. I, I need I need to be I need to be playing. I need to be playing at you know a, a decent club, which I feel Mansfield are. Um, so again, like I said, it wasn't a hard decision for me when it came about. Um, it didn't take me long to decide that I wanted to wanted to come here and play. So it was it was relatively easy. What's your season been like? Um, it's been a bit of a frustrating one. Um, I haven't been playing as much as I'd like to. Um, obviously, with with the club like Swansea, it's hard to hard to get in into the side and and in around the team. So for me, it's been it's been quite frustrating. But you know, this is is something that I've been relishing and something that I've been looking for. Um, so you know, I'm looking forward to getting started. Just how close have you been to getting in that Swansea squad this season? How close? Um, not, not, not as close as, as I'd like to be. You know, it's like I said, it's it's a tough environment to be, you know, pushing for your place and and you know, with a lot of players coming in and a lot of movement, especially with managers and things like that, it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to push yourself into into the light there but you know it's like I said it has been frustrating for me back at Swansea so the important thing for me this season is getting out and playing playing football and you're back on loan at a League 2 club and it's a division you know well yeah I've been here a couple of times um, I've had a couple of spells the last two seasons now where I've uh, where I've played in League 2 so I enjoy I enjoy playing here um, again it's another opportunity a different club now but I'm looking forward to getting started and, and getting some games were those two spells at Northampton and then Portsmouth successful loan stints? Yeah, um, it got me my game time that I needed. Um, it put me put me in the shop window and, and you know something I needed to, to do, especially in my age experience and and you know learning off different players, different you know clubs and the way they play and playing against teams on a regular basis. So as far as I'm concerned, they they are successful for me, and I'm hoping this one is as well. What will you add to this squad? Um, 
I like to I like to get forward as a, as a full back. I think you need that in your in your arsenal now. So yeah, I like to I like to get you know forward and and I see myself as quite an, an attacking full back. Obviously, defending is the main thing as a defender, but I'd like to think I can get some assists and maybe you know add some goals. So Daniel Alfey there speaking to Mark Stevenson after signing this week. Let's go through it chronologically first of all, Tim. The, I'll, I'll stick your mic on as well to make sure we can hear you. <laughs> there we go. Um, Nicky Hunt, first of all, uh, the signs that uh, he left. Of course, it was all announced yeah. that he was going to go before the game uh, against Saturday. Crawley. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's expected, if you like, it's a no-brainer for the club. You know, if somebody comes in for a player of his age and offers you money in the January transfer window, mm-hmm. you're not going to turn him down. I don't care who he is, and perhaps if he was a 50-goal-a-season striker, you wouldn't, but aside from that, they had to let him go. I, I would presume he's going to get some sort of coaching, perhaps, role there as well in the future, and that's yeah. why his head's uh, been turned. Yeah. Yeah, late in Orient, that's why his head's been turned slightly. Fair enough, you know. This is mate as well, isn't exactly, it, Kevin Nolan? Yeah, Kevin, so. the new manager there. Fair enough, you know. It's a bit unfortunate that it's a, a club in our division, so it's a rival, a promotion rival, really. If you look at it realistically, yeah. I think the most important thing for me was that John Radford allowed Adam Murray to go out and replace him with a specialist right back, not not say to him, "Well, we're going to take that money as a bonus." Yeah, yeah. Just play Rose his, there for yeah, a little that's bit. That's right. Yeah, or Lee Collins or yeah. whoever. So no, I think that that in itself is a statement of intent from mm. John Radford and Adam Murray said afterwards, didn't he? He was a player he wanted last summer. Yeah, and you um, said earlier on though, Nicky Hunt, you think will be a loss? Definitely, because of the balance he brought to the team. We saw earlier in the season when he was suspended and injured, what a difference it made when he wasn't playing. Now, Mm. if bringing in a specialist right back will will retain that balance, fair enough, but you know, it's not going to be easy for Alphire coming straight in, is it? He's not used to... uh, first team football if you like and the rigours of that having not made anywhere near the Swansea first team let's be honest so I think it might take him a little time to settle in having said that he's chomping at the bit he wants to impress hopefully he'll be given the chance well, I'm sure he'll be given the chance because there'll mm. be no point in Adam Murray bringing him in if he's not going to play him surely yeah he had a couple of loan spells with some other League yeah. 2 sides and those League 2 fans weren't impressed but we've been here before Mal Benning exactly. uh, his previous clubs weren't impressed with him on no. loan and look what happened there exactly and the, obviously Adam Murray sees in him somebody who plays for football the way Adam Murray wants football mm. to be played not just lumping it forward from full back for a big man up front to chase after yeah. he'll want him to retain possession get forward as much as he can sounds like a right involved. sided version of Mal Benning basically doesn't it? yes it's not just a right full back but you know an attacking wing back stroke full back if you like mm. so it'll be interesting to see more interesting for me is you know what happens to Collins <laughs> wait and see yeah, yeah because he said he's, there's a new role for him he's envisaged yeah. this new role we all feel it's going to be in front of the back four because but having said that Jeremy Maguire has played well in front of the back four in recent games yeah. So does he deserve to be dropped? Will it will they play the two of them at home? Probably not in front of the back four because he said he's going to be more positive mm. at home. You know, the home fans really want him to be positive. <laughs> let, let's be honest. So it wouldn't be a time to play two defensive midfielders in front of a back four. And just a brief word for Mal Benning came back after Fantastic, three months yeah. away, and well, he just slotted straight back in. As though he'd uh, never been away, wasn't he? Yeah. And the only headache for Adam Murray, I think, was you know trying to get him off the pitch because he'd be <laughs> played him longer than he was advised to by the physios, if you like, and the doctors. You know, and as he said in training, he's all, one of those players always wants to do more. He's Doing pushing block it tackles all the time, at home. Tackles at home. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic to see, isn't it, though, his mm. enthusiasm, you know, and we really, really missed him, let's be honest. Yeah. Probably not, you know, it's no disrespect to the lad who's gone, uh, Adams who's gone back to Notts County, but, you know, we, we've missed his attacking flair, I think, yeah. you know, as, as much as anything. Interesting as well, I think, after after the game as well, Mark Stevenson asked him about his performance, I did all right. 
<laughs> any, any fan that was there that day will tell you he did more than all right. That's right. But that just shows you that he's That's always right, keen yeah. to do better and better, yeah. and it's great to have Mal Benning back, and we'll find out around about two o'clock tomorrow uh, what the team lineup yeah. will be. James Baxendale should start uh, yeah. tomorrow. There should be no doubt about that. We'll be hearing from him next, and we'll be hearing uh, who's won the weekly prize draw this week. Plenty of winners, so stay with us. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Welcome back to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 and it's that time of the week again for the Mansfield Town Weekly Prize Draw sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre. Don't forget you can get the list of winners on the Stags official website mansfieldtown.net So let's go through them shall we? Starting with a bottle of wine from Mansfield Manor Hotel. That goes this week to 566 Barbara Bramall. A bottle of wine from the sponsors Mansfield Mobility Centre. This week's winner 328 that's KHD. A free round of golf for one person at Mansfield Golf Club. You'll certainly enjoy this. 397 that's D Fowkes. A Mansell Town Football in the Community Voucher. 3-1-1. Acorn signs the winner this time round. Family Pass Water Meadows in Mansfield. 4-0-0. That's Albert Harling. A meal voucher to the value of £15 at the Black Ball in Mansfield. 1-0-9. Dave Townsend. A meal for two at the Railway Inn in Mansfield. 2-9-7. Marie Walker. A gallon of beer, which is of course eight pints at the King's Arms or Pop Inn in Mansfield. 5-0-5. Vicky B. £10 Indian Mint Meal Voucher for the Mint Indian Restaurant. 4 7 8 Rach M. A Sunday lunch, which is two courses of two people at the Lakeside in Plesley. 11749. That's Mr. Peter Koalenko who's won that this week. Well done, Peter. A £20 meal voucher in the Crown and Anchor Bar and Restaurant in Mansfield. 165. Karen Bell. £25 voucher for Frankie and Benny's. 473. Nigel S. Top three this week. Meal for two voucher in the Sandy Pate Sports Bar. 339. D. Rousel. Two match day tickets go to 369 Tim Boskill. And first prize this week of £150 goes to the following ticket. It is 503 and it is John Jacko that has won this week. Well done, John Jacko. You've won the £150 this week. To claim your prizes, simply call in at the Stags Ticket Office. You must have your winning ticket with you uh, when you go there. Or you can call 01623 482482 to have your own regular number and play automatically from just £1 a week. That's this week's Mansfield Town Weekly Prize Draw results, sponsored by the Mansfield Mobile. Centre. Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. I'm Jason Harris and Tim Morris also in the studio. We'll be hearing his thoughts on James Baxindale shortly because that was one piece of news that came as a pleasant surprise for a lot of Stags fans on transfer deadline day when Baxindale, who's been on loan from Warsaw, had a good successful spell as well, made his move permanent, 18-month deal, and he told me this week it's time for a new chapter in his career. The team at Warsaw is flying and I wish them all the best. Um, but from a personal side of things, which football's about, um, you got. To, I had to come away to play, to play some games, and I think I found the right club. Was it frustrating at times because you never really broke into the first team on a regular basis? Um, it was the last season, yeah. or so because I weren't really, I weren't really getting regular football. But like I said, when I first started there, I was playing nearly every week, which was which was ideal for me. So I got, a, I got a good ground in there and a feel for what first team football is about so like you say maybe it's time now to come and kick on Do you see probably why you weren't as regular in the side was it a, a managerial thing was the form probably not quite there that you'd liked The team the team that got started at the beginning of the season they've not lost as you can see because they're second in the league so there's been no there's been no way for me to bang on the manager's door and say you know why am I not getting a game because the lads have been so good so it was either be happy to sit on the bench every week and watch him win or 
come away and find myself first team football, which is you know I'm not one that wants to sit on a bench. Yeah. And um, so I've, that's what's happened. And it's perfect time for you to come here as well. And you've done it in the past. I mean, you, you went to Buxton, didn't you, on loan? Uh, and that sort of seemed to re- reinvigorate you a little bit as a player. It kind of similar situation really. I started off the season. I was in and around the first team. Was that, was that Hereford? No, that was at Doncaster. That was Doncaster. Um, and then a change of management came and I found myself out. But I was only I was only 18 at the time. It was my first year pro, and I needed. I need to get regular football again because you go from the youth team playing every week to then not no football whatsoever. You need to you need to kind of do whatever you, do whatever it takes to get yourself ready for when you call upon in the league. Yeah. So it was a good grounding again. And that meant then you moved on, didn't you, to to bigger and better things, really? Yeah, you, you know you learn it. Like I said, I said before, every, every game you play, you learn. So when you're a young lad, any kind of experience that you can get, it's, it's invaluable, really. You came through the lead system. You must have had a good grounding there. The facilities are unbelievable at Leeds, and like I say, I've, you get good players that come in, and you, you watch good players in the first team, and um, you go to Ellen Road, which is inspiring as it is to go and watch players there. So mm-hmm. that was what I always aspired to do when I was a kid to try and get out in front of the Ellen Road crowd every week. So yeah, so it was, but it was it was tough, but I think you needed it. Were you a Leeds fan, or did you, was that just how it turned out? No, no, I, just, I wasn't a Leeds fan at all. Um, Who were you? Well, I had like season ticket at Forest when I was a kid, oh. and then as I knew better, I went to Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> so you moved around a little bit, then. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No allegiances now, fully Mansfield. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, who was your favourite player when you were growing up? Then who did you idolise? Was it similar, a player who uh, played similar to you? Yeah, but Gerard was the one. Gerard and Joe Cole, really. Gerard just you can know, carry a team on his own, and he, yeah. you know that the Istanbul final. He's watched the won the Champions League on his own, in my opinion. Um, and then players that were similar to myself, like Joe Cole. Not similar to myself at all, but <laughs> uh, in the sense that he carries the ball and he excites people, which mm. I think you know football is an entertainment sport and he entertained me. Mm. We've heard from Adam Murray; he likes the, the game to be played in the entertaining way, but he admits at times you've got to mix it up in League Two and, and play a bit more direct. Is that what you've seen so far? Yeah, well, I think you can tell here that we, we adapt to, to win a football game, and you want to you want to play attractive football, but whatever it's got to be done to to win the game, that's what it takes. And like you say, we can it seems we can mix it up go longer if needs be and then you've seen it at the time as well we can keep the ball as well as anyone so there you go James Baxendale signing permanently I mean when it came through about what was it quarter past ten on Monday yeah. night it was a bit of a surprise for <laughs> everybody definitely you know Mansfield Town don't do deals that late on transfer <laughs> deadline day Let, let's be honest you know, and it's great news it's clearly somebody Adam Murray wanted to get mm. in the club for a long time he said that when he brought him in on loan it was with a view to being a permanent signing I think it's great the way Adam Murray's treated him as well because after the first game he got rave reviews you know, scores a goal everybody's got a world beater yeah. relatively speaking here on your hands and Adam Murray's quick to say, you know, calm it down a bit and just say, well, let's see if he can do it every week, you know, week in, week out. Let's not get carried away. And he's worked hard in the following three games. He's not scored again. He's not, for me, reached the level of performance he did in that first game, but he's fitted into the team. He's fitted into the Adam Murray style of play. And he certainly played a vital role in the last game by keeping possession so much. And it's interesting to hear what he says, isn't it, about... Uh, Football's in the entertainment business. Yeah, that's what he wants to play. And he that's wants the to play way Adam Murray wants to play. For all the people yeah. who are moaning at the home games and, and groaning at the moment and getting on the players' backs, that is what they want to do. That is what they're trying <laughs> to do. It's just that it's not working at the moment. Uh, and with Baxendale, it's always interesting to hear uh, when they talk about uh, their idols yeah. when they're growing up now. Stephen yeah. Gerrard and Joe Cole, it makes you feel a bit old. That's right, it? if they're, they're is <laughs> idols or whatever, you know, still, <laughs> still playing, aren't they? Oh, Joe Cole certainly isn't here. <laughs> Gerrard is in America, or he's come back for, for now, hasn't he? But Joe mm. Cole is it still at Coventry, I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Still two very good players to, yeah. to idolise, though. Oh, most definitely. And I think Baxendale's probably right there when he talks about Joe Cole. He was somebody who runs with the ball like him, and he can excite, and we've seen that. Well, yeah. may it continue, because at the moment, you know, on paper, we've got players like Blair and like Baxendale who 
good ball players and Chris Clements now as well. He can, can excite the fans. Yeah, eighteen month contract as well. Is that mean yeah. we're beginning to see? Is that the first part of the jigsaw for the the squad? How it's going to go in the summer? What Adam yeah. Murray's wanting to see? What he's wanting to play? Because so, he's all yeah. about Alfey, and he says he probably wants to bring Alfey right. in permanently yeah. as well. So he's another ball playing forward yeah. guy that goes forward. It's so. going to evolve over time, isn't it? Mm. I mean, Adam Murray said this time last year. You know, his only ambition. Well, his only ambition. His main ambition this time last year was just stay up with the players he got. He didn't want to look any further than that. In the summer, he's brought some players in. He's tried to ad- adapt a different, or adopt rather, a different style of play. It worked for a while. Then he's had the sort of the lean period at home a little bit, and he's adapted once again by going the, the two up front in, in recent weeks. Be interesting to see. Will he keep that tomorrow? Yeah. I think he's got to do because you know it's worked in, in the away games, and the home fans have been crying out for it. If we go out tomorrow and win, and it's, it's a big if for me because of the the weather conditions and the psychological aspect. But if we do that with two up front, it's going to be the way ahead for the rest of the season. The interesting thing as well, and I don't want to talk about promotions and things like that, yeah. but if it does happen for Mansfield, with Baxendale, they've got a player who has played regular League, League, League One, one football. Experience, that's right, and not looked out of place and, and, and the rare chances he got. Because, I mean, as you said, Walsall are flying, and that's the only reason he didn't get in their team. Not because yeah. he wasn't good enough, not because he's a failed League One footballer, far from it. He was just unlucky enough to be in a really, really... the, the wrong place at the right time. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> in, in a really decent squad of players, you know, and they were keeping him out of the team. And you're right, yeah, he's somebody who could play at a higher level, no doubt about well, that. That's the thing, is it? If, is he look one eye on it, say, well, if we do go up, yeah. the, the players we do have next year... Yeah have got he, to be he, of League One standard I mean it's a, it's a yes. crazy thing to think about yeah. but it's still the Stags are 7th in the table it well, is still not? a possibility That's to right. think most definitely that, those two away wins have put us right back in there and I know, I know as, as, as I said last said, week stop doing the adding yeah. pressure and all that and we've, as we've I said last week people have got games in hand around us so yeah. but people are dropping points the Orient of this world aren't pulling up the trees that everybody expected them to do with the money that's being spent why not providing we can get the home form sorted yes I know Murray will be going don't stop talking yeah. about promotion and all that we've, we've only just settled everyone down, down in yeah. the last couple of weeks so and, and it has but it's still there in the back of your mind isn't it yeah. you know, if you're in and around there in You've got a, a plan. month's time it's, it's going to yeah. happen it might happen there's still a possibility it might happen oh, you've more, got more, than, more than a possibility at the moment but I suppose you've got to be realistic and pl- presumably the club and the manager plan for both things don't they yeah. they plan to get promotion and they plan for staying in the league they'll have the, probably with Baxendale think somebody yeah. can do League 1 but if we're in League 2 next season you, you can, it's a good League 2 squad that's right yeah he can, he can help, help us get promotion the following year yeah well we'll find out so it's exciting so here we yeah. go and so you've not booked the, uh, the uh, hotel for Wembley well, again yeah, like no. normally do <laughs> no, actually, actually, that jinxed it I think so I shan't mention that <laughs> until we're actually there yeah. quick break when we come back final part of Sports Talk here we'll have Morris's Minute Monis about Premier League footballers yeah, and just top flight footballers in general. In, yeah. in general, and we've also got the sports top predictor as well. And we'll say hello to our random number generator, Trevor. I wonder what sort of week he's had so far. The time is 6.46. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. Morris's Minute Moan. I don't totally agree with him. It's just down to greed. Oh, dear. Well, she's either angry or drunk. Dear, oh dear. Why are we playing this game? We don't need to play it. Dear, dear, dear. I would throw them both out. It's obscene. It's a disgrace.
some people just moan for the sake of it. Final part of Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. It's time for Morris's Minute Moan. Where Tim Morris talks for a minute about something uh, that has really got on his nerves this week. We know it's about Premier League and top flight footballers, but we don't know any more than that. So tell us, Tim, what is it? Uh, on many occasions, footballers snub awards handed out by the media. I've come across it myself. <laughs> At times, they also only pay lip service to fans' awards. They say what really matters to them are the awards handed out by their peers. Fair enough, you might say. We all like recognition from people we work with. But how do you explain the FIFA Pro World Eleven chosen by something like 20,000 professional footballers who voted uh, recently? A strange figure in itself when you think there are nearer 45,000 worldwide. That means 25,000 couldn't even be bothered. But there are only five clubs represented in the World Eleven, with one player each from Bayern Munich, Juventus, Paris Saint-Germain and four from Barcelona. I've got no problem with that. I've got no problem with the fact there's no Premier League footballers, although Hazard and Torre would surely be deserving of a mention. What I do have a problem with is the four players from a Real Madrid team that won absolutely nothing during the period in question. That included a 4-0 hammering by Barcelona, 12 defeats, and yet two Madrid defenders are supposedly the best in the world. It just seems that professional footballers are starstruck <laughs> like the rest of us. <laughs> oh, maybe they just know more about the game than we do. I mean, how many times no. you hear it on, on, the t- on the radio say, yeah, only people who have played the game know such and such, this and this and that and that, so well, they'll you'd... say those four deserve to be in their own merit. You it do. doesn't matter who they played but how for. how on earth can two Real Madrid defenders being the best best among <laughs> the best four defenders in in a year when they've done absolutely nothing I say 12 defeats hammered by Barcelona won nothing mm. and yet somehow Ramos and uh, Marcello is it Marcelo Marcello mm. was the other one getting get the team and there's so many and, and, and you know I understand the likes of Ronaldo he scored all the goals he's going to get in and Neymar yeah. but you know why can't the players just think a little bit more laterally you know, it's just easy oh I know when the voting forms come round, oh, I don't know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, every time, who's, who's in their team, I'll put them down. Do you think they just probably just go, well, I'll just put anybody down and just vote Possibly, like yeah. that? Yeah, and, and they probably yeah. do, and that's what gets my goat, because they're the first ones to complain when it's a football writer's uh, awards come around each year. How often do you see the, the winner going? Mm. Not very often. They mm. usually snub it, even though it's you know staged on a midweek when they could go to make it easier for them. You know they stick two fingers up to the national media at times. The footballers and think, well, what do you know? Mm. This is their chance for them to celebrate their own profession. And it looks like they couldn't I, care less. I don't think these. I don't take much notice of these awards anyway. I don't. I, don't, I think there's too yeah. many of them for a start. Well, there is. And, You're right. There, yeah, yeah, I think with the Ballon d'Or is perfectly all right. That's good enough. Even though that has yeah. become stale, hasn't it, in that recent years now? Yeah. You've only got like one or two that are going to win it every year, yeah. uh, so I, I just feel they're just a, just a waste of time. And I think the players probably think feel it's just yeah, it's just something they've got to do. And yeah, possibly, and they do it. although I always like at the end of the season when you when you look through the league teams of the year, you know, if the players have voted for themselves, you know, who's got in the league two mm. team of the year voted for by the players? Who do they think is the best striker in the division? Is it Matt Green? Is it whoever? You know, they always tend to be on the money, though, don't they? The, Mo- this is mostly, to be down. fair, mostly to be fair, they do. So is it the fact that footballers can't be bothered about competition aside from the one they're in? involved in, mm. which I find hard to believe because, I mean, if, even if you're playing in League 2 surely you've still watched Match of the Day on Saturday night. I know a lot of players night. that n- are not interested in football yeah. and outside it's it. a job. It's a busman's holiday, yeah. in that case, isn't it? I mean, you don't go home and uh, read all the newspapers in the world, do you? I have do, to write but, I, but I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> have to be the exception to the rule. So, you, so yeah. you say you don't go home and listen to listen to the radio? Well, I listen to the radio, yeah, but I don't listen to sort of, like, the news or sporty side of it. I listen to all the types of radio, because yeah. so, it's a different sort of thing. Yeah. And that'll be the same with football. I, I can sort of see, to a point 
point, yes. Some of them, not all of them, obviously. Yeah. No, to a point, yes, it's a busman's holiday, I suppose. But if you're playing football, surely you've got to like football. And if you ask most footballers, they, they have <laughs> got a favourite... Cotter didn't, did he? Yeah. Tottenham, well, he said he hated it. True, but I'm most just, footballers... I'm just nine, one out yeah, you're there. right. Most footballers have got teams they support. Mm. You know, in, if you're an English footballer, there'll be somebody, you know, in the Premier League or the Championship, or they'll probably have supported as a kid and they'll still be following. So surely they'll have an interest in the worldwide game as well. I've never heard of this FIFA Pro thing. Yeah. So, so, so it's basically it's, the 11... Yeah. That, so what, any football? Where's this come from? Is it, well, is it's, it it's a, a new fee, thing? It's a, no, it's been going for years. Ah, there you go. I'd say how much I take any notice yeah. of it, to be fair. Yeah, but you don't play football, you <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's a thing that the yeah. players themselves vote, vote in. For, and vote for uh, a World Eleven. If you like. it's for, he's picked 4 3 3, and obviously you've got Ronaldo and Neymar mm. up, up top. But it's the defence that gets me. You know, <laughs> they've clearly not looked at it. <laughs> There we go. All you top flight footballers out there, you haven't got a clue, <laughs> yeah. Tim Morris has told you. Right, that's Morris's minute moan for this week. Let's move on, shall we, to the Sports Talk Predictor. Where two, is it two brains are better than one random <laughs> number generator is what we're trying to prove? Yes, this week. <laughs> <laughs> The rules are quite simple. Every week there are four football games over the weekend. We put down what we think the score will be. If we get the right result, i.e. that they win and we say they win, uh, you get a point. If you get the right score, uh, you get three points. Myself and Tim doing this and Trevor, our random number generator, who just doesn't even bother looking at the teams or anything like that, just <laughs> picks numbers out of the air and we see if whether his approach to it is better than the uh, deep scientific you know, yep. causes and, and research that we do. Uh, I is, think he's highly successful, yeah, you have to better. say. Yeah, well, last week, uh, I didn't do very well at all. I got one point because I said the Mansell Town ladies would beat Grimsby Borough ladies. Uh, I said they'd win 6-0. They won 9-2 in the yeah, end. You so, far off, yeah. so I was I was close to all that, but I still got a point. Whereas you and Trevor both got three points uh, because you said Man United would uh, beat Derby in the yep. FA Cup. Uh, Offerton would draw with Nuneaton and Mansell Town ladies would beat Gr- Grimsby Borough ladies. And Trevor said uh, something quite uh, a little bit different. Man United will beat Derby. Uh, Notts County uh, would win at Luton. Yeah, Has anyone no, said I that? I just didn't see that coming. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mansell ladies also beating Grimsby Borough ladies. So, three points there. So I'm top with 60, but you're, you're catching up. Trevor, 56, and Tim, 55, after 26 weeks of this going on. So into week, week 27 <laughs> now. Hi, Trevor. Right, let's get through this, shall we? First of all, game one. Leeds versus Nottingham Forest tomorrow in the Championship. This is going to be... A, an interesting one. Forest still unbeaten uh, for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, I've gone 2 1. What have you gone, Tim? I can't remember. So it was 1 1, was it? It was 1 1, one, one yeah. yes. <laughs> what he did is he emailed them earlier on in the week. Yeah, and so, we we go, so we don't copy each other. Yeah, and what right. you've done is you've forgotten Forgot, what you've yeah, done. But I did think it was a draw, yeah. And Forest and Britain <laughs> will keep on going. 1 1, uh, says Tim Trevor. Four. to Leeds. Straight off the bat. There we go. Uh, Mansfield (laughs) against Morecambe, uh, then. Uh, What do you think, Trevor? 2-1. 2-1? What, you're... uh, Correct. Yeah, you're 2-1 as well. Uh, I'm I'm doing your (laughs) scores for you here. I said 1-0 for Mansfield against Morecambe. Uh, Non-league, Shybrook Town against Winterton Rangers. I think Shybrook will continue uh, their excellent run. 3-1 is what I have said. And I've gone for 2 0. 2 0, that's what is exactly what you've done. Uh, what do you think, Trev? No Oh dear, Shyber like, getting a thumping. Four goals, yeah, Shyber getting a thumping, according yeah. to Trevor. 4 uh, 0 there. Uh, Chelsea against Manchester United. What have you gone for? Uh, Chelsea win because they're back in form. Yes, uh, what was it? 2 1. 2 1, yes. I've gone 0 0. 
So I've not gone for nil-nil for a while, and so I think you know that's going to yeah, probably be likely. Back to the Man United of old. Chelsea after keeps the drawing. Yeah, Gus Hiddink keeps drawing. We know at the moment Van Hal's Man United yeah, drawing, but Chelsea have improved. Yeah, in, in well, recent both weeks. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, Man United in midweek finally scored in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> since I can't remember when. Yes, nil-nil uh, is what I said. Trevor, what do you think? Two nil to Chelsea. So we'll wait and see. No four goals. Ooh, no four goals. That one. No. He's, he thinks that one's going to be a yeah. quiet game. Uh, see you next week, Trevor. Goodbye. Goodbye, indeed. So there we go. We'll find out what we're doing next week in the Sports Talk Predictor with that Leeds Forest game. Got about forty seconds to go, Tim. So final words on this week to come. Then uh, Morecambe and Oxford. Yeah, as I said, I'm not worried about Oxford. I know they're high flying. You could say it's a difficult game. Well, of course, it's a difficult game. Our away form means Oxford should be worried. We shouldn't be worried going there. <laughs> Having said that, tomorrow for me, as I keep saying, is a much bigger game. I just want to see a positive performance from the Stags. You know, they did let down the home fans at the last home game. It was a usual thing that's happened over the years. You get a big crowd in, what happens? The performance falls flat and people go away disgruntled. It was fantastic of John Radford to say, you know, kids for a quid, back on for another week. Yeah, that's something tomorrow. Yeah, let's, kids hope, for a quid. let's hope they, people respond. Yep, Tim, uh, hopefully, I'm going to go for four points. I'd be delighted with four points. Definitely. Uh, unrivaled coverage tomorrow of the home game with Morecambe exclusive commentary Tuesday night with a trip to Oxford from me, Jason Harrison and Tim Morris. Have a great weekend. It's going to be a wet one, but enjoy it. Good night.